Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Isaiah K Podcast. Welcome back. So, uh, I'm just going to throw it out here. This is an NFL-dedicated episode. Um, So, I got a few NFL stories I want to talk about. I know, like I said, my my football, my NFL people, that you know, I got to I got to I got to keep them on tack and on base as well. But if you are interested in any type of basketball, NBA finals content or just any other NBA playoff content, um you can go look and, you know, I've recorded countless episodes throughout the playoffs and so forth. And just most recently, I just dropped um, my my game one reaction to the NBA Finals. So you can go check that out. Um, but I know some people, they strictly love basketball. Um, some people want, still want some NFL news, even though the playoff, the NBA playoffs are in session and so forth. So no biggie, no worry. Um, if you did, if you listen to my latest reaction to game one, please stay right here. Um, and you know, you know, I'm gonna get you guys all caught up in some NFL stories and the latest coming out of this, uh, the NFL, the National Football League. So let's get into it. Um, first and foremost, I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kit of the Isaiah Kit Podcast. Shouts out to everyone, everyone listening. I greatly appreciate. I greatly appreciate everyone. Sorry, a little tongue tired. Um, for listening and tuning in. First-time listeners, the regular listeners, greatly appreciate appreciate everybody. So, um, as I said, uh, we're going to talk Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, obviously, there's some latest Aaron Rodgers stuff in terms of the breakup between the Packers and Rodgers. Um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, update on DeAndre Hopkins. And a little bit, we probably talk a little bit of Tom Brady. So, that's what we are. That's what we have on the docket today. And let's start with the Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders news. So we all know the Raiders like we all know when you in free agency, when you sign free agents and really mostly in any, any sport, but like literally in the NFL, they have scheduled free agent press conferences that usually happen. Um, and when the Raiders, when it was announced that the Raiders signed Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he was supposed to have a press conference that didn't happen. Um, then there were OTA practices where Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't there. And I think out of this whole timeline, Devontae Adams, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, he came out and had some comments and some concerns about the direction of the Raiders organization and kind of questioning whether or not he was on board with the direction of the Raiders. And I had, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, Hmm. And then Memorial day weekend, the news comes out about Jimmy Garoppolo failing his second physical or failing a physical and this would be the second consecutive year. This would be the consecutive year where Jimmy Garoppolo has failed the physical and free agency. And um, so the Raiders had to put some claws in the contract. And turns out he had to get another, uh, another surgery on his foot, on his injured foot. So I, I started connecting the dots. And I'm like, it all makes sense. The free agent press conference didn't happen because Garoppolo didn't pass the physical once he signed the contract. He's not at OTAs because he has to get a second surgery. Devontae Adams 
his comments and concerns, they bring a little bit more, you know, they have a little bit more relevance. Um, and it, it it makes sense contextualizing the situation. So every like all the dots are connecting, and then we get we finally get the bombshell that Garoppolo truly isn't healthy and he failed the physical. Now, him failing the physical, as I already said, this would be the, the this is the second consecutive year. Consecutive years where Garoppolo has failed the physical. He's a guy who was often hurt. Um, I thought this kind of a cautionary tale when, you know, remember when like as the 49ers are going into their playoff run and even into their playoff run, you know, Kyle Shanahan would sometimes allude to a possible Jimmy Garoppolo return in, a, in the NFC championship game or in the Super Bowl, but it never happened. And this is why this is why it never happened. And man, I, I, I tell you something, Garoppolo. I, I I thought, and I'll be honest, I thought this signing for the Raiders, I'm like, okay, you moved off of Derek Carr, you bring in a guy in Garoppolo who obviously Josh McDaniels is very, very familiar with. Um, and Garoppolo, you can, if you put him with some pieces on offense, he can make some things go. I didn't think the contract was that bad, even though you look at the the number, the price tag might scare some people, but there was ways to for them to get out of the contract. Um, you know, before this news happened, but I, I just have a timeline of Garoppolo where, okay, when Garoppolo first took the field, remember in 2016, uh, Brady, Brady, uh, whatchamacallit, the flake gate. So he was suspended for four games. Garoppolo was started in place for him. In the second game, Garoppolo got hurt. He got hurt. He, he had a shoulder. Okay, then you fast forward. He gets traded to San Francisco. The the that he you know, obviously had that five game stretch with the 49ers. But then his first full year as a starter, going into his first full year as a starter, he tore his ACL. Okay, then the following year, obviously they had the Super Bowl year where the Niners they get to the Super Bowl and Garoppolo stays healthy. But then in 2020, he gets hurt again. He only played six games. Then in 2021, granted, he played 15 games, but he played through various of injuries. And even in that playoff run, if you remember, he played through a really serious thumb injury. And then this past year, his foot. But you got to remember, part of the, one of the reasons as to why the 49ers went ahead and, you know, gave up the kitchen sink and everything for Trey Lance was because they was looking at Garoppolo and they like, man, this guy might be damaged goods. And ever since Garoppolo has become a 49er, with the exception of the Super Bowl year where he was fully healthy, he's always been hurt. He is a guy who is hurt early and hurt often. And, and it's not like he's played 10 long years in the league. Like, this guy was, he tore his ACL his in his first full-time starting as a starting quarterback. And some of this stuff is freak freakishly just freak accidents um but like garoppolo cannot stay healthy and like i said the raiders okay you move off a car and you move off their car for you know philosophical reasons and financially it just made sense and you know him and mcdaniels never would just they they never seemed like they was going to be on the, the same page um that wasn't mcdaniels guy 
Um, that wasn't the GM's guy that they had brought in or whatever. So they really owe, they owe nothing to Derek Carr, right? But you also had Jared Stidham who showed some signs of life um, last year and late last year once they stopped playing Derek Carr. But he left in free agency for Denver. So basically, the Raiders, who is a desperate franchise, and I and if you're a regular listener of, of my podcast, I have talked. You know, I you know, I talk Raiders and man, they have been bad. Like they have been bad. So they went all in on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't know if you can do that given his injury history. The Raiders just seemed really desperate. And I mean, if we're being honest, do we really love Josh McDaniels as a coach? Like he's had success as an offensive coordinator. And I don't think his offensive coordinating skills or him as a play caller can really be questioned. But as a coach, do we really love him? This is his second gig. The 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 you know his first his first route in Denver really didn't work out. Now they don't have a great roster in Vegas. Um, and now like you're stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo who who stays hurt. So I, I mean, granted. So that begs the question for me uh, is, okay, if Jimmy Garoppolo is just not healthy and he can't go, and the Raiders' backup quarterback right now would be Brian Hoyer, can can the, can Josh McDaniels afford to have a five- or six-win season? Because if Brian Hoyer is the quarterback of the Raiders, if he's quarterbacking the Raiders, this is a five-win team. Maybe six, but I think I'm being a little gracious with the six games, but this is a five-win football team, and I know people are, oh, well, they can they can move off of Garoppolo, and they won't, they won't be, you know, contractually uh, tied with Garoppolo, and they can draft a young guy, sure, but th- does Josh McDaniels have that kind of rope? Does he have that kind of leash? I don't know. Because, like I said, and that's why I brought into question, do we really love Josh McDaniels, the coach? Like, offensive coordinator and play calling, cool. That's great. But in terms of him being a head coach, there was already, you know, didn't really work out in the Denver job, as I already stated. But then he kind of reneged on Indianapolis a few years back, if people recall. So some leagues or some teams in the league are a little bit hesitant on that. And like, ah, he reneged on Indianapolis. Indianapolis was in a tough spot, and he just reneged on him. And now he finds himself with the Raiders. So, I, I mean, I, I I heard Josh McDaniels. Um, he said he's confident that Jimmy Garoppolo um, is going to be healthy. And, I, and with that kind of, like, I don't know how you can even believe that. I don't even know how you can believe that. I think uh, <laughs> for Josh McDaniels to even say that he believes that, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to, he's going to remain healthy. I mean, it's just total malpractice. I mean, it's just total malpractice. Um, Like Jimmy Garoppolo is like, if you think he's going to avoid getting hurt, that's just simple. That's simply just malpractice. And now the Raiders are kind of stuck. They're stuck. So, you know, tying everything back together, it all the 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 Devonte Adams Ringer article interview all made sense. It makes sense the way how he is expressing 
his uh I guess um kind of concern for the direction of the franchise and what are they doing at quarterback, it all makes sense. Because guess what? Now you have to you're betting on Jimmy Garoppolo, who is already hurt and injured, second surgery on the foot. You bet you're banking on him coming back, him actually trying to stay upright and healthy. Behind, oh, yeah, by the way, a subpar offensive line in Vegas as well. Um, So I, I look at this whole situation. I think it's a really risky proposition to bet on Jimmy Garoppolo if you're if you're Josh McDaniels. Um, I think that's why I think that's dating back to the draft. I think that's why some people are a little surprised that the Raiders didn't draft a quarterback in hell. I'm no now with this news coming out, I'm very much surprised they didn't draft a quarterback because now you're stuck. Now you're stuck, and it's just it's just such a risky proposition to bet on Jimmy. Um, if you're Josh McDaniels in terms of your job security, because I don't really know, because Mark Davis he owns the Las Vegas Knights. They're current. They just got to the Stanley Cup final. Um, he also owns uh, the, the, the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA team, and they are coming off of a WNBA championship. Oh, yeah, by the way, they have probably the best roster in the league. So, like, there's fran- there's other franchises in Vegas, and they're really, really thriving. Like, they're literally the best teams in their league, and the Raiders are just absolutely atrocious, and they just seem they can't get over D hump. They can't get over themselves. They can't get over themselves. And then I, you know, there's always the rumors swirling, you know, Tom Brady's not coming back, right? Like Tom, like Tom Brady is not coming back. And it, and I know people kind of like nip nick at this, but Tom is not coming back. And if he and he already shut it down, he said I'm definitely not coming back. My football days are over. And Tom loves football. But sometimes as people, as just you know, as humans, we get tired of thing, even things that we love. <laughs> like you can love a restaurant and you can go to that restaurant. But it's, it's at times it's like ah, in one Friday night, you're like, ah, I just don't want to go to that. I just don't even want to see. I don't even want to smell it. And it's like it's not that you don't like the restaurant. It's just that you've had it so much. You've become so accustomed to the taste. It's like I love it, but. I'm kind of over it for a little bit, right? And that's what Tom is with football. Tom loves football, but he doesn't simply does not want to get hit no more. Tom Brady does not want to get hit no more. Uh, he's he's not a top five quarterback in the league. Um, now if he was like obviously he could be someone starter, and obviously he'd be he he could be better than hell most of half of the league at least. I mean his arm is still intact. But Tom's biggest thing is he doesn't want to get hit. And he's been taking a lot of hits for 20-plus years now. So it's fine. So Tom Brady, that I think that that's off the table. So this whole Raider thing, I mean, this kind of – this Jimmy Garoppolo experiment that really quite hasn't even started yet has kind of blew in the Raiders' face and it backfired. And, I mean – they 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 push all of their chips into the middle in a you know for Jimmy Garoppolo who like I said not a bad quarterback when he's healthy um obviously not elite not a top ten guy but man I thought they would be competitive with him but now that he's hurt 
and he's always hurt. He's often hurt. It's just a really, really risky proposition um, that Josh McDaniels is really playing. It's a really risky game that he's playing with Garoppolo and betting all the chips and putting all the chips in the middle of the table for a guy who cannot and who has never really stayed healthy. Um, so let's shift gears. Um, so we're going to shift gears to DeAndre Hopkins or DeAndre Hopkins update. Um, so I, I did an episode um, talking about DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the Cardinals releasing him. I was uh, I had mixed reactions, you know, mixed feelings. I was surprised, but then I was not surprised. I was surprised by the fact I'm like, wow, they. They just cut DeAndre Hopkins and they thought it was they, they saw more value in not having him around and cutting him and swallowing the money than to have him around the new culture. So I was I was like, wow, they, they really just cut him. But the other side of me was like, mm, yeah, no, it makes sense that they cut him because they couldn't find a deal for him because I, I, more teams did not. <laughs> they're probably not going to trade, you know, a first or second round pick for a DeAndre Hopkins at this moment for $20 million a year. That's a steep price tag, right? So not surprised, but surprised. Mixed reactions, right? But now it's it's reports are coming out, and it seems like DeAndre Hopkins is looking for um, a similar deal to OBJ's, which is like $15 million per year, right? $15. Um, that's what the Ravens gave Odell Beckham. And like I said, we already covered the reason as to why they, they cut him and rid themselves, um, why the Cardinals rid themselves of DeAndre Hopkins. But I think in terms of the money, Hopkins has a point. I think he has a point. His sticking point is, well, if OBJ, who is continuously hurt, um, granted he's productive, but he's continuously hurt near 30, his game is more based upon off of athleticism and so forth. If he got $15 million, then he's probably like, DeAndre Hawkins probably like, well, why can't I get that? And when he's been more productive and I would say a little bit more available than um than OBJ. Now, Hopkins, he does have some like some 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 red flags, some minor red flags. Like I said, he's obviously he's getting in, up in age. Um, but Hopkins' game is not predicated off of athleticism or just like or him being like super fast. He's never like even in his prime, um, he was never like the fastest guy. I think in terms of the skill set or in terms of his game physically, I don't think he's the same yards after the catch type of guy. But he's a big receiver. He's, he, he runs really good routes. He's always had great hands. He's a possessional guy. But I also think there's there's the red flags like durability. Over the last two years, he's missed 15 games. Um, Now, he had the PED thing where he was suspended for six games. That, you know, that can be kind of alarming, right? But then <clears> – <throat> He had the PEDs, and then, like I said, he's been hurt. He missed nine other games over the past two years just due, just due to injury. So, I'm, I, I, you know, I think Hobb got some red flags. But overall, I think his game is going to age well. But this just that um, that this just that he's, you know, he wants $15 million. I, I don't even know if that money is out there. And granted, we we, you know, you guys know, we always talk about and we chat about how you know the salary cap is a hard cap league in NFL, but 
you know, teams can move contracts, teams could refigurate numbers and um, they can backload some deals and push push some of those more expensive contracts and load them up in the back end of those years and so forth. We always talk about that. And there may be a team that that may go that route for DeAndre Hopkins. But if we're being real, like $15 million, I don't know if that's out there in the market at this point. Like it's we're we're getting well into OTAs. Um, we're 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 nearing, you know, training camp and so forth. I don't know if that type of money is just out there and teams is just willing to just give. Like I saw, and granted, Hopkins is saying he's open to any team, but let's be real. Hopkins, he's he he's compiled some great numbers and stats over the over his career. The only thing that he's really missing is a Super Bowl championship or like deep playoff runs in his resume. That's really the only thing he's missing. So in terms of his career and, you know, the grand scheme of things. So I don't see him going to a bad team. And I don't even think a bad team would even bother signing him when they know they're going to probably be bad and they're not contending for a Super Bowl, right? So I don't even think we waste our time there. So we got teams like the Cowboys, the Bills, the Chiefs, the teams that you, you know, that you hear about, right? Um, in terms of, you know, Hopkins being interested or there's some interest there. And then the Cowboys and the Jets, they're like, and you look at the Cowboys and the Jets, they they have already allocated quite some quite some money to the receiver to the receiver spot. Like I said, as great as DeAndre Hopkins is, and I think he'll be a good fit for the Jets, but they already they already kind of like like I said, they already put some funds, a lot of funds already towards the receiver position. I don't see how they do that. Um, I, you know, I don't see how they I don't see why they would go out to Hopkins. Like I said, I think the fit would make sense, but I don't know if they would do it. Seems like they're not interested, especially if it's on a $15 million price tag. And this kind of goes to my bigger point, you know, and we see this in sports all the time. You know, guys, you know, some some crappy owner or not even a crappy owner, because the Ravens owner, he's not crappy, but sometimes owners sign bad contracts. Right. And the OBJ deal. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quite qualify that as a bad contract, but many will look at that deal and be like, 15 million dollars for a guy who I mean he's torn a lot of like he's he has two ACL tears. I mean, a guy that's been really injury riddled for probably like I would say the past three, four years, really. That's a pretty that's a pretty steep tight price tag. And often Got, I think guys misinterpret and like, yes, that's what the market bears. But if that's not what the market bears, we you can't expect someone to make to 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 make a similar bad deal. Do you, you get what I'm saying? And I mean, we we see this time and time again. Like, just because a particular player or a particular team sign a bad contract or they sign or they do a bad business deal. That doesn't mean you're gonna get the same amount, like because at this juncture, like um, Lamar Jackson, J- uh, Jalen Hurts, those guys got paid, and I, I, like more people than not would probably take those two guys over Deshaun Watson right now. But guess what? They got less guaranteed dollars. You know why? Because the Browns were eager. The Browns were really desperate, and they kind of really sold. They really paid high and overpaid for Deshaun Watson. Because they were desperate. 
So that's just that's just how the way the world works. So with OBJ, that situation is a little bit different. Baltimore, <laughs> they were trying to appease their their quarterback. So with that, they had to kind of reach high and a little too high and overpay for Odell Beckham services. So just because I think at times, just because, you know, owners or GMs that, you know, there's some bad business deals or some bad contracts, the next guy think they should get the same or if not more just because they're better. And it's like, well, no, like circumstantially, there's there's different circum like different circumstances for each, you know, for each situation. And and now for OBJ, the Ravens were desperate. They needed a they needed a receiver on the market. Um, they needed to appease Lamar Jackson, and that's what they did. Um, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, though, I, I wouldn't be mad taking a non-guaranteed deal. Um, it can be full based on the incentives, and I think the Chiefs, honestly, is the best route to go. I mean, I think, like, if I'm if I'm DeAndre, I think the Chiefs is the best route to go um, in terms of not just winning but then production. Uh, with the Bills, you know, the Bills, obvi- obviously – they're going to they're going to be a, we 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 suspect they're going to be a pretty good football team this year, right? Um right? But they got a lot of mouths to feed in Buffalo. They got obviously they got Stefan Diggs. Um they just drafted a tight end. They have on they on top of Dawson Knox. Um they have uh uh Gabe Davis in Kansas City. Ain't that many really like Juju's gone. Like there ain't that there ain't too many miles to feed over there in Kansas City. You obviously got Travis Kelsey, but then outside of Travis Kelsey, it's like it's a pick 'em. So if I'm Hopkins, I wouldn't mind taking uh an like a you know a non guaranteed deal or going going that route or going the incentive route where there's some built in incentives. And I got Mahomes, I got Andy Reid, um, I got Travis. You know Travis Kelsey. He's gonna he's gonna make life easier on the other side for me. I mean, I, I I probably sign up for the Kansas City. I probably sign up for Kansas City. Take a take a non guaranteed deal, full of incentives. Hawkins has made his money. He's made a, a ton of money over the past five six years with these contracts that he signed. I mean, if I'm him, I I go, I get a fully incentive deal, incentivize that thing, um, hit those those incentives, cash out, and I have a possible chance to win their Super Bowl. So. That's my update and my take um, on – that's my final – That's as of right now, that's my final take and update on DeAndre Hopkins. We are, Obviously, we are monitoring the situation, um, and I would, I would honestly suspect that he probably assigned with a team pretty soon, like I said. Training camp is about a month away and so forth, um, so that will be – you know, that he, want, he might want to get on top of that. Um, so let's shift gears. So lastly um, – there was a pretty interesting article. Um, there was a pretty interesting article on the athletic that was done, well written, by the way, too, on the athletic that was done um on the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers relationship. And the article, like I said, it kind of talked about the breakup and so forth. And I think the article, I'm bringing it up and I'm talking about it. Because it wasn't new news to me. I think the article was more so of a, like, just what I thought it was like for the Rodgers and the Packers commotion. Everything in the article is exactly what I thought. And it's just confirmation. 
obviously Aaron Rodgers, when and I kind of talked about it when it first happened, um, you know, he didn't like when when Green Bay drafted Jordan Love. And not even just drafting Jordan Love, but they even moved up three spots to draft Jordan Love. He didn't like the fact that they did that. Um, if we if you want to add some con- some historical context surrounding it, the draft, so the draft before prior to the draft, the Packers had gone to you know the NFC championship game. They got absolutely curb stumped by the 49ers, and they allowed the um, I think they allowed the most rushing yards in a NFC Championship game ever. Uh, I think I think Green Bay allowed like 285 yards on the ground. Like it was something ridiculous. Like just green, like San Francisco just absolutely mauled them and just had their way that afternoon. That afternoon. And Rodgers, after that, you would think a lot of people would think going into the draft, leading into the draft, the Packers would try to address either, you know, I don't know, getting a run stopper. Um, added a defensive stud of the sword. Um, T. Higgins was in that draft, so maybe drafting a guy like T. Higgins, um, who didn't even go to the, he he didn't go until he was the first pick of the second round. Um, so the Packers could have got him. So that's what everybody thought. That's what that's what most people's thought process was. Green Bay kind of came out of left field and drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Um, and Rodgers, like I said, <laughs> Rodgers did not like that. Rodgers did not like that, and we all knew that. Um, his agent even gave the Packers an ultimatum and said, you either fire Brian Goodenkins or you let Aaron Rodgers, like, walk, or you you like you, you, you move off of Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's how perturbed uh, Rodgers was about the move. Um, and it's, it's, like I said, it's been well documented. And really, that is the beginning of the end for the Rodgers and Packers relationship. Now, I think with this with this breakup, it's okay. It seems like it, it it seemed like before this article came out, it seemed like in my thought process and my opinion was it seems like both teams want both parties want to move on. The Packers, you know, like I said, that dating back to that year where the Packers went to the granted, they got to the NFC Championship game, granted, they had they won 13 games if I believe that year. But Rodgers statistically didn't look like himself and wasn't himself, didn't have his best year. Um, and the Packers like, hey, Jordan Love is a kid at out of Utah State. You look at it, you know, if you know his story, you know his story. Played two years at uh, Utah State. His first year was really good. Second year, um, they got a they had a new coach, didn't have as great as the second year, got in the, into the draft. And then, I mean, the Packers, they saw something in the kid. A lot of people thought there's something there, but it'll probably take him a year or two before he's, like, really, really ready to play and step on the field and be a starter. That's why the Packers drafted him. They even they even wanted him so badly that they moved up three spots. And who knows? Maybe if Jordan Love goes back to Utah State for his third year, maybe he has a really, really good year. And maybe the following year, he turns out he's a top 10 pick. And guess what? The Packers would never would never be able to get him because the Packers wouldn't be that bad. They wouldn't be that bad. And then it, it didn't help the Packers case that the next two following years, Aaron Rodgers would win back-to-back MVPs. And it's like, well, now you have a real, real big issue 
because you drafted a young quarterback in the first round who you brought in a lot of stock into, but you do have a quarterback who's one, oh yeah, two back-to-back MVPs, but he's older. So it's like, it, it, it was a balancing act, but both sides were, like, I thought both sides were kind of as clear as possible. Like, they were ready to move on. Rodgers would, you know, like I said, didn't like the Jordan Love move. He wasn't fully, ever, he wasn't, like, these last couple years, he would—he really wasn't ever fully committed in terms of the offseason and showing up to, like, OTAs and so forth and, you know, trying to gain a, like, was not that committed, right? Like, he was not committed to the Packers. And then often he would sometimes just, you know, allude to retirement and it would be really weird. And then the Packers, they would make moves where subtly they would be sending messages and signals like, you know, okay, we're ready to wrap this thing up, Aaron. You know, we're ready to wrap this thing up, Aaron. You know, we're ready to wrap this up. And I think it just all really just came to a head this offseason where it's like, okay, like, okay, we read, we, we waved the white flag. That's it. So both sides, I think with, if a breakup, both sides, they were just ready to move on. I think the Jets, they're going to be really interesting. I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, but, you know, the articles that just keep coming out justifying one side or over the other, I mean, there's no need for that. There's no need for that. I mean, both sides are ready to move on. Capiche, that, that's good. Um, I, I just think with any time when these breakups happen, like, you know, Rodgers, uh, Packers, even Tom Brady when he left the Patriots and Bill Belichick, that was kind of a thing. And, you know, we, you know, a lot of people was like, is it Brady? Was it Belichick? And I think, I, I, you know, obviously Brady goes down to Tampa where it's, that's a clown franchise, right? Goes down to Tampa first year, wins the championship, right? Um, all, all, all three years he was there, they got two playoffs. Uh, so like he, like he pretty solidified. He was like, ah, a lot of people say, oh yeah, okay, Tom kind of won. But I think given the circumstances and the context, I don't think Bill has done a bad job, um, with <laughs> with the Patriots since Tom has left. They're not great. They're average. Um, they're really, really average, and they're like they have a BB gun offense, but they are not terrible, right? Um, and and that's what the Packers. We who knows who knows what Jordan Love is. My guess is, my guess is that Jordan Love won't be a superstar quarterback. <laughs> that's just my guess. But like, if you think about it, and the really the the only thing that I can really compare this situation to with the Packers is the 49ers. So the 49ers, obviously, they had Joe. Mo- they went from Joe Montana to Steve Young to Jeff Garcia. And I know some of y'all like Jeff Garcia. What are you talking about Jeff Garcia for? Well, it is rare when you can go from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback. That's rare in itself. The Niners did that, where they went from Montana to Steve Young. Steve Young obviously got hurt, retired because of the cus- concussions. The Niners go get Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia, obviously not a superstar quarterback, not a Hall of Famer, but Jeff Garcia was still winning games and making Pro Bowls. So my point is highly, 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 highly unlikely that 
the Packers have that same fortune because it just doesn't happen like that. The Packers have been really, really fortunate over the past 20, 25, 30 years. They have been um, just like they've been locks to make the playoffs and they've been perennial playoff teams because they have had two of the best quarterbacks of in, in league history, right? Um, my guest is Jordan Love. I don't, I, I, and we don't, we don't know, right? We don't know what he's gonna be, but if he turns out to be a, like a guy who can win games, and you know the Packers, they can win the NFC North every other year, and he can make two, three Pro Bowls. That's not bad. That's they, they actually, that is probably the best case scenario, or one of the best case scenarios. The ultimate best case scenario is that, yeah, he does turn out to be a superstar caliber quarterback. And, yeah, the Packers kind of have three back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I don't think that happens. So, realistically, the best case scenario is if Jordan Love turns out to be a guy who can win you games. Um, You know, you got a chance to win a division every other year, and he makes two or three Pro Bowls. If If that turns out to be Jordan Love, that is an absolute hit for the Packers. <laughs> um, but this story is just really interesting and intriguing because the Packers, like I said, the Packers, they're one of the blue blood franchises in the NFL, um, huge fan base, right? It's it's the Packers, like huge brand. And then Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers. He, he is one of the more recognizable faces that the league has seen. Um, obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks that the league has seen. So it like, Great, one of the greatest quarterbacks. Um, one of the, I mean, pro, some would say the greatest talent that the quarterback position has ever had. And, and you mix that with one of the bigger brands in the sport, it's going to get a lot of traction. So, um, pretty good article by the Athletic, real written, like I said. But it all it was, it just confirmed what we actually thought um, about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' toxic, toxic relationship. Um, so I'm gonna end this bad boy right here. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I will be back in touch with you guys after game two of the NBA finals. So you can tune in for that. But I bid you adieu. Uh, always remember two choices, one, one decision. Peace deuces. I'm out.